awesome. We got invited back to be on a takeover for Vantage Point with Nick Ruffin. Yes, yes. So if you're listening, sorry we're not Nick because, you know, he's no. amazing. But we are Shay and Michelle. We love Nick. We love the Lord. Hope that's enough. No, nah, that's my brother. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 call him, I call him family. I mean, look, yeah. little Kalia calls him Uncle Nick. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. But, hey, we are here today to share a little bit. And as we were sitting here thinking about this, <laughs> when you do one of these, it's like, the sky is the limit. <laughs> and you're like, what? Oh. And I then you're, talk and about you're like, anything? wait, hold on. What are we going to talk about? And today, I mean, we kind of came up with a base word, perspective. Yeah. Um, and I really like that when we're thinking about biblical truth and the perspective that we have. You know, if you were to define perspective in the way that we're thinking about it today, it's the state of one's ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that seems right to man, but in the end, it's the way to death. So there's a couple points that we're going to have today on this. Uh, because, I mean, look, uh, yeah, I'm coming out hard. Proverbs <laughs> right out. This is Proverbs a way that seems should always right be man, involved. But it ends in the way of death. That's kind of scary. It's kind of like, wow. It's like, because g- generically, you could go your own path and drive your car right off a cliff. Right. Or you could listen to God, and God's going to keep you on the road. And I mean, it's a kind of a generic way of thinking of that. But, you know, how many times in life have we done something or went on our own way or did our own thing? And then there was a consequence that was involved in that. Yeah, it, it, it happens. And, and this comes from different views, though. And I think it's important when we're talking about perspective that we look at views like worldviews, because mm-hmm. our perspective is really geared and, and it can be directed by how we watch this, how our culture was how our education was, how our religious beliefs are, what, you know, what our religious beliefs are, our emotions. And I think one of the, the ones that we're going to end up landing on here today is what does the Bible say? Yeah, it's important. You know, this whole podcast is called Vantage Point. And the question is, do you have the right vantage point? Because if you're not using the vantage point that God has set up for you, you are absolutely destined to fail no matter what you think or feel about it. Mm. And one of the big things that we do on our show, the Pantry Podcast, is talk about Jesus, not junk food. Because you come to a point in your Christian walk where you realize everything else. Yes, you could argue the Cheetos do give you calories to keep you from dying. Like if you're in the desert and you're starving but there's some Cheetos, you're not going to say, no, that's junk food, I'll pass, right? Like, it'll sustain you for a little while. However, we do have a choice. We will never be stranded in any desert where the only option is the devil. And so, in the same way, we have the Lord. We have that option. We have a vantage point given to us by him. And anytime we don't choose that, we are not choosing the best or the wisest. And given who constructs these other things, it's no wonder why it's going to bite you back in the butt later because you've got the Lord who has constructed these beautifully, wonderful, efficient roads to get you to him. And then you've got a psychopath that's done some other roads that lead you to who knows where. Which one will you pick? Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's, there's a lot of influence behind that. You know, as we're listening through this, we're listening like culture. Yeah. I mean, that is impactful because it has to do with the society. It has to do with the value system, customs and arts and all of these things that you've been influenced by. Mm-hmm. Family, 
traditions. I mean, you start to really dig deep into these things. Well, my family does it this way. But of course, everything that has for us has to go back to a biblical background. Um, education. I mean, we put our children into the school system and hey, look, let's just be real. I have no faith in, my, in the school system in today's age. Um, it's just what it is. The things that are being taught to them, the things that are being uh, put onto them, those are things that will influence someone over time. Um, religious beliefs, right? Th those matter. What were we taught in faith? How were we taught in faith? What was, okay, look, oh my gosh, how many Baptist <laughs> Baptist uh, denominations are out there? Or, or That's not denomination. I guess Baptist is denomination. But well, no, they're like sub-denominations. Like sub they count as separate ones. I think ones. they said something like 30,000 of those things. That's crazy. 30, cr right. <laughs> right. And watch this. I'm going to claim this for all of us non-denomination people. That's a denomination. Right. You can't, <laughs> I can say it. You can't say I have no label, but right. then use a label that defines you. Like, I mean, come on. But that, right. Yeah. That's and I think one of the more impactful ones, though, is emotion. Mm -hmm. um, what drives us? What, what, you know, we will get into the sauce because we're saucy. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. something's happening in our life. We get wrong. We get beat up on or or whatever it is next thing you know that's driving my emotion oh watch this you get online <laughs> you see something you don't like boom, there goes the emotion right through the roof and what comes out of our mouths what comes out of our yes. you know what do we start to talk about probably not so aligned <laughs> with biblical truth but the one that we really like to sit in these are views right worldviews is biblical worldview mm -hmm. we really want to be able to take the bible to the world, not the world, into the Bible. Um, when we have that direction, that means that everything that's being pushed out is being pushed out through the Bible. It's being filtered. It's like every thought that comes into my mind. Look, Second Corinthians, right? It said in 418, it says, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. This is tough. For the things that are, are seen are transient. Mm -hmm. <laughs> means, y'all, they're going away. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, it's, like, it's like passing you by, transient. Yeah. It's like the A train. They don't last. You know, the A train comes in powerful. They're knockoffs. Right? Yeah. And then it passes and it's like the track is empty. And you're like, right. It's quiet. You're like, wait, <laughs> hold on. It was coming in powerful. <laughs> A train. That's okay. Come outside of New York. We're East Coasters, y'all. But, anyways, <laughs> anyways, not New York. Not quite. But we do have our own <laughs> metro system here in the DC area. But what does it say? For the things that are unseen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And that is why we want to put this this perspective to everything that we do, every thought. Capture those thoughts. Capture those thoughts that come into your mind. Look, you're out again, uh, social media, I'll tell you, at this point, Nate, <laughs> in our own family even, man, it just, it's one click away from like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. And then you have to reel it back in. You have to bring in the love. You have to bring in, you, you, you got to determine, is it a believer or unbeliever? Then you have to, you know, there's different ways to approach this. Mm -hmm. And the first thing to do is not to blast out. <laughs> no, you yeah. need to, if you think you need to say, say something, something you should probably take it on the backside and say, hey, you know, I've yeah. got a question. But anyways, but then it takes us to where we were talking about vantage point. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we were talking about this right before we got on the show, and it's like I'm I'm ex-military, still work for the army, but I don't do the things I used to do. <laughs> but vantage points, or these higher levels, or being able to see 
across a battlefield, right? Or, or have different vantage points of this battlefield. This uh, intersecting fire, right? You sit up here and it's like, and, you, and you're crossing fire. You're making sure that all angles are covered. That's what you want. It's called crossing fire, but for, for y'all that don't know military terms. And they set us up in positions to where we can actually see the whole battlefield and cover different lanes so that there's nothing that can penetrate through. That is kind of a good, a good analogy to what we're trying to do in our daily walk in the word of God. We are trying to, to set this up to where his word is, is, is covering down on all of the angles that can come against us. And I think that's important. So we, we just keep moving forward in this, right? So what is, you know, by, by definition, vantage point, a position, condition, or place affording some advantage or a commanding view. I like these definitions, a commanding view from the Bible, standing on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the name of me. I stand up on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, commanding view, yes. <laughs> an advantage or superiority. See, Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. See, he's already putting it there. He's like, look, stop thinking. Now, I know that sounds, that sounds like crazy. Like, hold on, I'm supposed to stop. You are supposed to stop thinking and let God have 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 control of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Uh, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I'm telling you, I always think that I've got the better way <laughs> and the better thought. Yeah. I think that there's a few things we need to put in perspective when it, when it comes to why is this the only way? Why, why does it really matter? What are the stakes? I think the first thing to realize, and this is a humbling thing that also I always find the humbling things encouraging because it takes the weight off me because I'm one of those people who likes control, but it wreaks havoc on me that I like all this responsibility and it just destroys me and I have to kind of learn to let a lot of it go. But he chose what? Why did he choose the Israelites and why did he choose the Christians? You can see it. I have Mark 2.17. You can find it in the Old <laughs> Testament as well. The common denominator is that we're broken and messed up. And he has picked, with the Israelites, he picked like the weakest tribe of people to use as his people to prove a point that he can take the most hopeless and wretched and raise them up and make them into something worthwhile. And in Mark 2.17, it says the same thing. Where Jesus says to them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So when you look at who has com who's comprising the body of Christ, it's people who came from some crazy stuff. We got broken down to the point we realized the only option is Jesus. So you know that a group like that is going to keep messing it up and missing the mark. And it's going to be a slow road to recovery for a lot of us, a slow road to getting it and wrapping our heads around mm -hmm. it. And yet that's the perspective that allows us to give humanity grace. Because here's the other thing that it says. Um, let me pull it up real quick. It says it in 1 Corinthians 5. And I recommend reading all of 1 Corinthians 5 and all of 1 Corinthians and all of the New Testament, etc. But anyway, in 1 Corinthians 5, that's where it says your your goal judge the believers don't even mess or bother judging the unbelievers because what more would you expect from a group of people who lack the holy spirit if the holy spirit is the only thing that separates us that relationship with jesus is the only thing that separates us 
then what do you expect from a bunch of blind leading the blind people? You can't expect much. There's no point wasting energy there. Give them the gospel. They need the gospel because they are sinners in need of a doctor. They just don't realize it maybe. But within the body of Christ, it's a call. Our responsibility is to hold one another accountable, encourage one another up to this vantage point, point out the value of God's way over our own way. Despite our propensity to keep going after our emotions and our opinions, it's our job as Christians to actually hold one another accountable out of love and be like, hey, I know that's how you feel. And I'm here to walk through this with you, pray with you, and tell you the truth and help realign you back into what matters. Because all of this, the invisible mindset, it makes me think of a pregnant woman's baby. And it makes me think of nine months in the womb. And that's that's your bubble. And for you, the little baby, that's your reality. That, that little ball, that little sack that you're living in. You hear vague sounds you don't see much you you move but there's not much place to go right that's like us in this world we're in a bubble a little bigger but we're in one and we can't see everything and we can only hear some things faintly we can we only have limited mobility and vision and insight but there is something more out there and that is the invisible that is eternal that one day we do get to lay our eyes on but yet we are not just emotion driven. We are also limited in our ability to understand, but we don't call the baby's experience crazy. We just acknowledge it's limited. And so it's important for us to realize how limited our own human vantage point is and realize, oh, I'm just in, a, in another kind of bubble right now. I'm in a holding tank right now. I'm gonna have access to all that, but let me take this seriously. Let me, let me realize the value of what I have here so that this perspective is not my own, but it's, it's coming from Christ, and I'm acknowledging my limitations in that. I think, I think in that, you know, this vantage point, there's, there's a lot of reasons. You know, you sit there and you say that, you know, in the belly you're pregnant, you don't hear everything, you don't see everything. We don't know everything. Right. You know, we, we literally just don't know everything. We don't know every angle. And when we start to think of this world and we start to think of what's going on in this world and we start to sit there, some days we sit there and wonder, why am I in this world? <laughs> <laughs> Lord, Lord, help, help. And, but, but, you know, that's a perfect call. I think that's that like right there says it all. Like when a baby's in the mom's womb, it's like it starts to kick and it's like wake and it's doing these things. But even when we come outside of the womb, we, we, we need help. We need help. We need to be vigilant. We need to be on watch because there is an enemy that's prowling around. Nobody ever likes to talk about this. They're like, wait, who the enemy? Why do we have vantage points? Why do we need Bible? Why do you know? It's like, yeah. I, I get it. My flesh is horrible. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like sometimes it's the worst thing ever that I fight. I fight my flesh more than I fight the devil. I know that. <laughs> I get this. But all this comes from that perspective and having this vantage point to where, watch this, everything everything we've been talking about this is spiritual mm -hmm. everything is spiritual um what's going on in the atmosphere around us is spiritual how we approach life and how our life flows is spiritual and there is a battle being waged on the spirit um why why do we have to watch in, for this this enemy that's prowling around like a lion mm -hmm. 
because there's spiritual warfare that is going on for the hearts, minds, and souls of people. That is what this is all about. When we sit there in the Bible and we talk about, oh, the victory has all, you know, everybody, we say it because the yeah. victory has been won. I get it. I get it. And, and I don't want to take away from that, but I need to be in this vantage, this, this position of looking, this position of watching. Um, watch this in the defense, in the, as I was talking about earlier, in the army and the, 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 lane, the crossing lanes of fire and all this stuff. Well, you had to be awake. <laughs> You had to be, if, if you fell asleep, you lost one aspect of the protection. The Bible, being in prayer, you know, listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. If we, boy, I could just, because <laughs> this is like one of those things that I'm like, I fall into the trap sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I also know how important it is that we are in tune with what the Spirit is saying. Like, you've been talking about mm -hmm. this. You know, you're talking about the weaknesses that we have the in my weakness i am i am I'm made strong right the apostle paul wasn't stupid he was a very smart man that dude had more knowledge than, than most of those people he was trained by the best <laughs> like or second best I, I don't remember which one it was it, it right. was somebody in the top he was either trained by the best or like, the the best protege right. watch one this two. top two right because <laughs> but and so this guy wasn't ignorant yeah. He was not ignorant, but then he had to sit there and admit something that he was that baby in the womb. Mm -hmm. They couldn't hear and see everything. Yeah. That there was so much more to what's going on and he needed a, a vantage point. Mm -hmm. But see, not by my might nor by my power, but by the spirit saith the Lord Isaiah. Mm -hmm. It's like if we are not standing on the word can I do it again? The B I B L E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand upon the word of God. The B I B. There's a reason we teach our kids that song. Yeah. Because they need this vantage point. Mm -hmm. They need to have the foundation of the word of God. Because again, it's spiritual, and these attacks come. Whether it's your flesh, still flesh, spiritual, you. Okay, mm -hmm. I get it. Or outside coming in, spiritual. Mm -hmm. It's all a game. Mm -hmm. A game for lives yeah you know with, with jesus when he was tempted by satan three times mm. each time he was tempted with something that was temporal something that was in this physical visible world and he knew that if he had agreed to any of them yes it was an agreement to have and receive something in this physical realm but it would have eternal spiritual implications and that's what is important for us, because sometimes we think that if we say yes to something in the physical, well, it's just the physical, the spiritual wins at the end of the day. Yes. But imagine you're in a football stadium, the game's over, your team won, but suddenly all the doors are locked and the other team is still coming at you trying to beat you up to get a, to get a football. Yes, the game, we know who won the game. But things are still in play that will impact your day-to-day -day mm. existence until you get let out of this stadium. Right. And if you know you were winners, you can move out of the way. You can elevate. You don't have to get down in the same scuffle. You can be like, these people are crazy. And you can <laughs> relocate to the bleachers and try maybe, you know, uh, like work on some of the people who think the game's still in play or that there's still some more they can do and try and win them over to the other side. But at the end of the day, you know you won. Right. Or if you're so focused on the physical and you see them coming at you, you're just stuck in a fight. Mm. 
a, a fight you don't need to battle in that way. And so the same goes for us. You can get caught in the physical and start making, you know, judgments based on that. Or you can really look at the eternal perspective. That's the vantage point that actually counts. We mm. all have our own way that we perceive it. But if it conflicts with what the Lord says. And the other thing is when the Lord says something, he backs it up like six, seven, eighty thousand times in his word. OK, so it's not like, oh, well, you, you know, six, 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 eighty thousand times, That's six, seven, eighty thousand times. Like, the Lord makes it very clear. He reinforces things. There's patterns throughout the whole word. So when in doubt, just keep reading. It's going to get reinforced again. Uh, that's uh, that's the big thing. Uh, and do that and get that perspective aligned mm, with him. If something you want conflicts with the word, you don't really want it because you don't want what you're actually going to get if you get it. That's like, OK, can I, let's see. Let's see if I can try that again. Like in the Bible, six, <laughs> six seven, eighty thousand times, y'all. See, you, you're sitting there like, oh, he's talking about devil. Look, six, seven, eighty thousand times. Uh, Ephesians 6, 11, and 12. Uh, put on the whole armor of God because um, you can stand against the devil. <laughs> I just, hey, look, yes. and though we walk in the flesh. Now watch this, first, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war against, <laughs> mm -mm. according to, sorry, not against, according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but have divine, here we go, spiritual. I told y'all. Have divine power to destroy strongholds. See what Michelle was talking about in our weakness, right? That's a stronghold. Uh, that one we learn though. It's like we we transfer the weakness. It's amazing. It's like the weakness of our flesh, right, over here in the world. Then we take it over to a weakness in our our biblical worldview, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. whoo! I just transfer all my weakness over to God because guess what? I stand up on the word of God. But it's like, and just to destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. See, look, but knowledge of who? Not me. The knowledge of God. See, I'm transferring. Yes. I'm transferring. They I'm transferring. don't hate you. Okay, maybe they hate you, but why do they hate you? For his sake. Mm. And this, mm. is, this is no joke. No. It's no joke. And, and then you finish that up with, and take every, uh, every thought captive. But not to shave, to obey my ways, mm -hmm. but to obey Christ. Yeah. See, here we go. We're going back into the biblical worldview. See, Michelle and I say this a lot, and we say it to people all the time. It's like if you speak biblically and you're from the word of God and you stay close to the word of God and you don't try to drift out there on your on these mega thoughts, <laughs> you're like, I got the I got the next and latest and greatest. You know, what do they call the little thing? Um Trending topic, trending or, topic something. or something, yeah. right? And you just stick close to the word of God. When things come against, man, you transfer that over to God. Mm -hmm. That's God. So how do we land on this? Mm -hmm. You know, how do we land on this? We got to understand something. We got to understand that he has plans for us. God has plans for us. Um, how we decide, <laughs> how we, free will, y'all. I mean, there are so many things out there right now that there's battles over because it's God wanted people to have free will. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be chosen. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't want to force nobody. He didn't want to. It, it is amazing sometimes the conversations that I get into over, well, you don't want to force your religion on me. I'm not. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, look, I can enter a space, talk about Jesus Christ. I ain't forcing nothing on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on how you <laughs> present it, of course. Right. Of course. Right. But I'm just saying, I, I, I'm not forcing. Just like what your belief system is, how you believe. Honestly, with the right mind frame, you're not forcing nothing on me either. Mm-hmm. Because I'm solidified in what I believe. Mm-hmm. But see, he knows he has the plans. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know I have the plans for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare. See, let's go there. And not for evil, but to give you a future and hope. That's where I want to land. Mm-hmm. Future and hope. That is that is a place to be. Yeah. I, I also, you know, with all of this, it's important to understand when you're reading the word of God, he's defining all of mm. these terms, not us. Right. So... One of the things the devil wants us to do is tell you you're the author of the dictionary. You and culture is the author of the dictionary. So go read the Bible. And then when the Bible doesn't hold up and make good on how you define the term, then you can't trust God anymore. Now, what does that mean? Uh, You know, plans to prosper you. Well, how do you define prosper? it may or may not align with how God defines prospering because he has an eternal mindset. If we don't, then our definition of prosper, we might get feel like we're being set up to fail because, hey, I didn't get that job I wanted. I didn't. But, you know, never mind the fact that you're building up treasures in heaven for an eternal life and that you're going to go up there and realize that your faithful stewarding of the word of God has led people to Christ that get to be with you in heaven forever, worshiping the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Never mind all that. You didn't get a new car and you really need one because the bus is terrible. And the Lord said in Jeremiah, prosper. Mm. So it's important for us to also remember that these definitions, he has eternal definitions for these things. Every time he talks about prosperity and blessing and goodness, he means in an eternal way, which means there might be some discomfort here. People might not like you here. You might get down votes. You might get fa- like quote unquote canceled, although no one can cancel you when you're doing the will of God. Mm. But you might have to go through some stuff. But the truth is, he is prospering you. Every faithful step you take, prosper. Mm. You're building up treasures in heaven that don't go away. Go back to your economy class your your finance class that youtube course you took on how to manage your money apply that all to the eternity don't let the devil fool you don't let the world fool you into thinking that you're not being smart for what you're doing when you're paying into the kingdom bank Mm. it's that's just that's fool's gold from the wrong vantage point Mm. Wow, you landed there. <laughs> yeah. I landed there. <laughs> and then moving forward, no, no, that's good. That those are no excellent points because I think that sometimes we put in our own heads what we think it should be, mm-hmm. and God's like, hold on, hold on. All I said was plan for welfare and not for evil. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all, if He protects me from evil, <laughs> like eternally. Praise welfare. Yeah. I mean, like, you had the, when, when you look at the disciples, who's best? Who's best? You know, and then, of course, God always comes in and goes, well, the last to be first and the first to be last. And then you hear things like this. Watch this. He didn't say, I have, I, hey, look, Peter. Hey, look, y'all. I, I have prepared a place 
back in your home city <laughs> that has lush carpets and and like you know yeah. the best of the best no right. he said i have prepared a place for you in heaven i actually told the peter he's like it's perfect for you it's like this mm-hmm. is what i'm preparing for you mm-hmm. so where do we land we land in hope mm-hmm. you know we, we we stand up on the word of god for th- for this vantage point of the wo- of, of looking at the world through a different lens looking at the wor- watch this in this vantage point i can love my enemies i can give water to my food to my enemies i can love my neighbor i can forgive oh that makes the enemy mad boy forgive somebody today you'll 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 really anger satan i'm telling <laughs> you he, he'll be mad uh, but forgiveness and this mercy and this grace you know we got we got to go here because these are the things that he builds up inside of us all of the fruit of the spirit against spirit spirit that the holy spirit is the fruit y'all Fruits come from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, all of those that are tied in, that is his and his alone. And and when we sit here and we talk about hope and we talk about where does hope come from, again, it's going to go to the Spirit. It's going to end up right in the Holy Spirit's hands again. It isn't. You're saved through the Spirit. You find hope through the Spirit. Don't believe me? Okay, watch this. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Your advocate is there. Vantage point. Get up on that word of God. Stand up on the, I don't know how, we, Nick might cut those I'm out. I'm sorry, but, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm t- I, I don't know. Sometimes the simplest, I was reading a uh, 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 Bible for kids the other day, right? Yeah. To my uh, to my daughter. So we have a convention every year to close this out, right? We have this convention every year, and you know, pastors from the churches globally come in. We've got like 744, not mega churches, y'all. Just these churches, discipleship churches, um, churches that want to share the gospel. You know, the finished work, and they all come in, and we're we're sitting there, and you know, there's conversations everywhere. So I'm trying to give you know Michelle time to talk. So Michelle or Khalid grabs this little Bible. It's a kid's Bible. And I started reading through that kid's Bible. I said, you know what? If that was the Bible that everybody read through, <laughs> there would be no confusion. Although we're man and we're human. But, we mess it up. But, but I'm just hey. saying, but I'm <laughs> saying, it's like it's simplified. And that is the gospel. So today, when you're out there in the world, put a biblical worldview to every situation don't let all those other things culture education religious beliefs emotions you know come into play and 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 direct your your daily walk let god direct your walk simplify the gospel go out there and love people and be watchful be vigilant if it doesn't feel right if you're connected to the holy spirit then call it not right and move forward in that hope that the holy spirit gives you Amen. Amen. Y'all, we'll talk to you guys on the flip side. Bye. Bye.